0: So, the children learned to function as a society. And eventually, they were rescued by, oh, let's say, Mo. Thrones, your weekly recap and review podcast for HBO's...
1: Kiss from an uncle.
0: Kiss from an uncle of a TV show, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, once again, my name is Doug. With me, as always, is Brian. We are the only Game of Thrones uh, recap and review podcast out there. Uh, and we have a very special guest tonight. Jeff Andreessen of the greater podcast uh greater boston podcast that up.
2: hello greater Greater Podcast. Like <laughs> it's my workout podcast it's all about how to get fit <laughs> I, f- I follow the thor diet.
0: jesus uh, we, i would love to talk about um endgame and uh maybe we'll do another flick pals about it uh, that was on one of our sister podcasts that is now defunct because the producer quit after four episodes. So we'll get it back together. <laughs> God, Snacks. Worst guy ever. All right. Uh, yeah. The so worst this is a, producer ever. The worst producer ever. Okay, guys. So let's, let's cut to the chase. We're here to talk about season eight, episode three, that we just learned. The episode's called The Long Night. We were just bitching about how they don't tell you what the episodes are called anymore until like hours later. Uh, Brian informed us that it's probably to not... Ruin the secret that there's going to be a battle at Winterfell <laughs> for the West Coast viewers, I guess. Surprise. the thing, yeah.
1: yeah, that's the specific reason it does seem goofy as hell, though, because, I mean, does the title go to spoil it? Or if you're online looking for that kind of thing, I mean, can you find any, just go to Reddit. You know, there's yeah. thousands of things there about what's going on, so uh, pretty stupid reasoning.
0: Yep. I, I had to explain to my mother-in-law, like, spoilers and how, like, You have to look for them or just have inconsiderate people on your social media in order to be exposed to them. Because really, if you're looking for spoilers, you're going to find them, right?
1: Oh, no, it's easy to find. Sure. Right.
0: Uh, Okay, so enough of that. Uh, We're talking about The Long Night. So this was supposed to be like the big, like, I I would say maybe, I don't know. (sighs) Was this supposed to be the big payoff? Is it the big payoff? This is like some... I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not uh
2: um, so i mean they have did, three more episodes so yeah if this is the climax i feel like they're in trouble a little bit okay so let's
0: let's let's go around let's just do initial impressions liked it didn't like it and then we'll get into specifics uh start with you jeff what did you think
2: i um i really liked the opening and i really liked the very end um and i liked the, that it was mostly silent i thought that was kind of an interesting choice but i i thought it was anticlimactic. And I thought that they telegraphed a lot of what was going to happen too heavily. And that it missed a lot of the emotional resonance that some of the other battles that they've done in the past have had. Um, so I didn't think it was a bad episode, really. It just, I thought, was disappointing and underwhelming, given that this is the conflict they established in the first episode. And it, it in my opinion, like this is the heart of the show and the, the books, too. Like It's all about how this threat is coming and it felt it felt too easy it felt way too easy to me
1: brian thoughts? yeah i agree with that i mean i thought the military spectacle was incredible uh although too dark i think everyone's complained about that but uh the lack of emotional resonance i mean it really if this was the most important battle um, as we've been led to believe, everything else is just uh, is pointless or or without defeating the knight's king, and then the final victory seemed kind of cheap. And um, I, I just I expected something more to happen. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what did happen uh, to to uh, finalize the battle. I I gotta
0: agree with all that. I mean, and my big takeaways are: what's frustrating about this is um, if I didn't have a glimpse last week of the fact that these people can put together a, uh, I don't know, a decent episode with emotional, uh, poignant moments. I don't know. Uh, I would be less disappointed, I think. Uh, But overall, I would say I'm dissatisfied for all the things you said, particularly that uh, what is this show about? Like, I'm sure we've got three more episodes to tell us what the point of the show is. But, I mean, you think one of the bigger um themes of the show is that we can't worry about this bullshit you know the, the game of thrones is stupid uh and we all have to like work together and maybe that's too hippy dippy to work out in the end or maybe this is just like the scoring of the shire and it's just some wrap up bullshit we have to deal with and that was the point of the show and if that's uh-huh. the case then this seems very anticlimactic um
2: i think that i think that martin and the show have two different views about what the series is really about
0: i if you would think- agree
2: If you think back to season one, the show is really jazzed in the idea of the political intrigue, whereas Martin, I always think, think, thinks that that's sort of the bullshit that gets in the way, while the ominous threat that everyone ignores is the thing that everybody really should be paying attention to. And the show has always kind of held that a bit at a distance, I think. Um, And and increasingly more so since it started.
1: Yeah, and I thought going into this episode, too, that it was clear that the focus was the living versus the dead, and I felt like after this episode, they've kind of changed course, and now it's just about the living. Um, so I, I really – yeah, I, I don't – I just don't understand it, uh, and I think that might be a product of D&D writing a lot of this stuff that wasn't uh, given to them by uh, George or Robert Martin, which I understand Hadn't met with them since like 2012 or 2014 or something. So they're working off bullet points back then. And now they're just completely free on all these different things. Like they – it was clear that they made up that Arya was the one who killed the Night King. In fact, I don't even think there's really a Night King in the book so much as like a a mythical figure of one. You know, It's not like an actual guy who's the keystone for the army who kill him and kill everyone. So they just made up a lot of this crap, and I don't think that they're particularly good at making some of this stuff up.
0: I mean, we won't know the full scope of it until years later when there's a tell-all book or, you know, there's probably a couple of them and then we have to piece together what really happened. But um, I got to talk about it now since we brought it up. Two things, and uh, it it bothered me for a while until I figured it out. Um, I don't mind that Arya was the one that killed the Night King. I mean, that's fine. I just feel like fundamentally they don't understand what Martin's going for. And let me tell you how they could have fixed it. So Arya has this, like come to jesus moment from miss uh melisandre uh which i got a whole rant about that later no not a dug rant yep
2: surprise she's back
0: <laughs> she's back and she does nothing she gives some guys some sparklers uh she's she got, pulls a lighter out uh to start the fire and then uh she gives a pep talk to aria and then she dies great uh that's my rant well that's a truncated version but really importantly aria is not a good person <laughs> Arya is a traumatized individual who's been through just awful, awful experiences and is obsessed with vengeance. And if we know anybody else in the story who was obsessed with vengeance, it was Oberyn Martell and he got his fucking head, uh, blasted apart, uh, for his trouble. I don't think Martin is a fan of people that are obsessed with vengeance, like, uh, I, I, th- you know, I'm not trying to read into his morality here, but I don't think you were, su- he was trying to, with that big fuck you moment with Oberon getting killed, it wasn't just, uh, hey, there's no justice in the world. He's just like, you shouldn't be obsessed with, uh, you know, renegade violence and vengeance. And I feel like Aria was, and she had no growth from that. Now, uh, the way I would have made it better, and I think we could have, Is if in that moment, Arya, when all things were lost, Arya was so obsessed with her violence, or her vengeance, she wanted to kill the Red Woman, because both the Red Woman and the Hound were on her list. And if she just would have said, fuck you, if I'm gonna die, you motherfuckers are gonna die with me, you're on my list, I'm getting even. And then she had like a breakdown or a character moment where she's like, hey, I can do, I can live for other people, because I feel like they were hinting at that with her having, becoming more human, unlike Bran, um with her falling in love with Gendry and just returning to Winterfell altogether. But the fact that she learns nothing, she just gets a pep talk, and then, like, what, does like a, what do they call the, what's the Olympic thing where you run for a little bit, and you take a couple jumps, and then you see how far you can jump in the sand?
1: Long, long jump. Long? jump. <laughs>
0: That's Not the long jump. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's called, like, something, it's a French name.
1: It's the long jump, my friend. Shut the up. F- What's the one where you try to jump really high? <laughs> really oh, long? The high jump. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <The high laughs> well, jump, anyway. Anyway, Arya does the long jump uh and stabs his ass. And once again, I think that was a it was a great moment. Once again, you, you can't ask too many questions, but I just feel like narratively it just didn't hit for me. It was it seemed like uh, and I'll put it at the beginning of the podcast, uh is there like a Simpsons episode where they wrap up the episode and they go, and the children were eventually rescued by, oh, let's say Mo. So I, it seemed I, like Arya was kind liked, of
2: arbitrarily.
0: there. I the like
2: that it was Arya because I think that that she, I think, needed a complete arc that I didn't think the show was giving her, unless she was going to go off and kill all these characters. And I think that the training that she goes through. I, I I think if it was John, that would have been a really obvious choice. I think if it was Danny, I think that would have been a really obvious choice. Um it's, it's not that it's not obvious with her, it's just that it's a little it's slightly less obvious. But I also agree with you that the execution of the character has been inconsistent. They tried to they tried to give her some of that arc about giving up the vengeance when she has that random like lunch with the Lannisters, yep, I think, exactly. last season. Yep. And that was not great and she definitely needs more of that i think and they didn't give it to her i agree with you but i i do think they've downplayed her her thirst for vengeance a little bit and i'm really curious about how because i think right now and i hope this is true i think they're setting up denarius to to sort of not let go of this idea of recapturing from the throne at all costs yeah and i'm really curious about how the last three episodes play into that because i think that that narratively it, it's being set up to suggest that does it make sense for her character to just insist on this thing that you know at, when all of a sudden done it doesn't really mean everything or anything. Um, but I, I think she's gonna do it anyway and that's gonna cause more conflict. So I'll be curious about how they they play they deal with that theme of vengeance in the next three episodes, but I agree that they've been very inconsistent with that aspect. Also, where does she come from? Like she's just like they're hey, all man. standing there <laughs> And then she, there's, like, wind, and, like, I, I think the perfect solution would have been she just hops out of the tree. She's, like, hanging up in the godswood, right. just drops down, stabs him in the top of the head. Like, like that's what I was waiting for. I knew it was going to happen as soon as she ran off. And I, yeah. I really hated that they telegraphed that so hard. I think it would have been much more powerful if they gave her, like, a choice or something. Yeah. Where they, they gave her a this, moment
0: where, like, she had, like, you know, and I guess they did. They gave her the moment, but it didn't seem the moment didn't seem big enough for the 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 repercussions right i agree she had like a smile on her face she's like oh yeah
1: yeah Yeah, you know some interesting things they did uh in that battle that she had with brianne where she was they were kind of showing each other off in winterfell when they first met she did that same move or something similar to it that's right yeah and then so the um the scene earlier in this episode where she's sneaking around the library, not making any noise whatsoever. She's so quiet that blood dripping is louder than her. That may I mean that's probably the explanation as to how she snuck around, you know, tens of thousands of, of uh whites and got there. She was the only one who had the ability to sneak in and attack. So I mean I do, I do think it makes sense from a narrative standpoint, at least what they've tried to set up. Um, but it just was very unsatisfying. I, and what, once again so if that was tied she, to the let me, me just ask
2: this. Did she? I uh, just a quick question. Was she standing there watching Theon die, or did she not gotten there yet? <laughs> did she yeah, like who, oh, it. that guy can die?
1: I, who knows?
0: All right, you guys. Uh, we're not going to go through this on grave detail. We're just going to kind of like bounce around and just mention cool shit that we liked because basically that's all we can talk about. And besides, yeah, like, the it's difficult to narrate
1: that, the action. Right. right. I don't think it really uh, serves any purpose either.
0: Right, so I, I just think the beginning, as Jeff pointed out, uh, the beginning was fucking great. I mean, I love the atmosphere. I love like the music. You got these drums and like there's a delay, uh, a reverb thing going on with the drum that go cha 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 cha, and they have like the heartbeat kind of a de- deal. The music was great. Scoring was great at the beginning. Uh, really love the atmosphere. Uh, Melisandre came out. We were ready for it. Once again, set all the swords on fire. You're like, oh, this is gonna make a big difference, and then it doesn't. And I'm like. I guess that's fine, but that seemed very cliche to me, and I feel like the the whole battle was full of these cli- like movie cliches that, or they were just doing it for a visual effect. Like they have the idea for like, oh, wouldn't that be a cool like shot or cool image, uh, and then they work backwards from there. So I don't know how you guys felt about the that. That's exactly what it.
1: they did. The, the flaming O yeah. And th- this this highlighted. Um one of my big problems with the episode, like as much great as the spectacle was, like the actual military strategy was just so dumb on so many different so levels. So yeah, dumb. the Flaming Aurochs, I mean, I'm sure it was just to create that visual. And I think in the moment I first watched it, it was pretty incredible and it was very foreboding. But um, the idea that you they would just ride off with no back The entirety support.
0: of your uh, fucking gallery? All of them?
1: Yes. In the, in the dark. I mean, I guess that the whole... Dothraki are known for their charges, supposedly, um, which might explain that behavior, but still like just from a military standpoint. And in fact, you kind of saw Jorah hasn't had to join in with them, which also would support that they just got so amped up by these swords and they never lose. uh, So they decided just to go. But still, I mean, why are they not, why is they're not just so much uh, ranged attack at this point? I don't understand why, because the army of the dead, they don't have ranged attack. So right. The trebuchets like stop. Hey, stop the trebuchets. Why? Right. Even the (laughs) Dothraki are known for their, uh, you know, we've seen episodes of them shooting arrows on horseback. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't rely on range more. Uh, It just seems kind of stupid.
2: They just have the idea of that visual, I think, of the flaming ox getting snuffed out one by one. It's a really cool visual, but you're right that it reinforces the idea that these guys – from a militaristic strategy standpoint, aren't very smart, including Danny, who like sees them all get snuffed out and then says, well, fuck this plan. I'm just going to go ride my dragon and
0: (laughs) and breathe fire on them. And it's like, wait a minute. That's, that's what I want to argue. I don't know about that. Great plan, but
2: you don't know if that's part of the plan.
0: Is this bad strategy, the characters fault or the people who are creating and telling the characters what to do? Like I, I, that's, that's my question. I feel like it's the latter. I feel like it's, uh, it's the fault of the storytellers and not the fault of the characters or the toys. Well, are it, goes, it
2: goes hand in hand. I mean, you I know, guess, obviously. but the,
0: but the, but the showrunners have the veto power.
2: Oh yeah. It's definitely more their fault. I mean, yeah. characters can't, you can't be blamed for them being stupid when the people who are writing them are not the smartest when it comes to these things. I think, um, I also think that this is another issue with where the, it, they they've pulled off better battles i think when they're tied to the books and i think martin is better at kind of thinking through these things strategically right with plans, rather than as opposed to them and i think that really comes into focus with them not knowing what the hell to do with Tyrion, because yeah geez. they don't know what to do with that character at all and even he's just like i'm useless down here so these christ and it's like yeah uh I was at least hoping that he'd be the one to point out, wait a minute, we shouldn't be sitting in a crypt when these people can
0: reanimate the dead, but he doesn't even do that.
1: Yeah, he's just yeah, real dumb. Yeah, unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Uh
0: go go back to that. I wanna I wanna disagree with you on one point. Like I, I agree with you from a military strategy point of view, Martin thought about it, I don't know, a little bit longer than five minutes. But I think from a spectacle plan- standpoint, uh, Miguel Sapochnik, the l- previous two episodes he did that were amazing were Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards, and they are definitely off book. So like in Hard Home, in That's the books, true. it happens like off screen or off page, whatever. Um, and you know, obviously, I would argue Bastards though, I would counter
2: yet. argue that the Battle of the Bastards battle plan, like John's plan, oh yeah, in that battle is not the best plan. I don't. Are think you talking about the plan he had plan. or
0: the plan he improved? either well, both. both really yeah. i don't neither of them really are
2: very sound i think and here's the thing it's not like i i don't know military strategy i'm not like you know i'm not hip to that but as a viewer <laughs> yeah, they say in the military questions.
1: yeah i, I thought <laughs> you were <laughs> a tier that. 1 operator jeff what the <laughs> fuck
2: clearly i am an expert yeah, armchair strategist strat- strat- i don't even know what the hell it's called um, but as a viewer i remember thinking like okay some of this doesn't really make a ton of sense um but you know, what do, what do I know?
0: Yeah, but once again, like I was just like, I was along for the ride, and maybe it was because this had more weight to it that I uh, was a little bit more critical. I don't know.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that those those two battles compared to this one visually and yeah enter, like as entertainment spectacle, are far and away better. Than, I agree than, yeah, far and away. there's no question.
0: I mean, there were moments. I, I, I do want to, I'm not going to shit all over this episode, and I will point out the good moments that I remember. Uh, but let's, yeah, let's let's continue on. So, like, so there's the initial charge of all the zombies, and uh, I don't like the fast zombies, but that's what they established. So, yes, fast zombies, it looks like the craziness of World War Z, which looked like from the trailer is a movie I would never want to see, <laughs> and I like zombie movies. Uh, so, uh, but it was, they're fine. You know, you got fast zombies coming in. And then they take off on dragons, uh, Danny and uh, John, and they're going to do a strafing run. But here comes Al Gore with the goddamn Winter Storm, uh, and they can't do it. And I am like, I guess that's fine. I mean, where was that before? I guess the Night King, had, Night King is the one who brings that shit. So it's fine. And it added an element to take the dragons like from being effective in the battle. They're like, they can't light trenches. They can't see. Um, and visually, I liked everything with dragons. I just want to say before we went any further.
1: that's fair it's about my assessment as well
2: i don't know the dragon's names but the one i'm sorry the one sequence where they're the ones trying to bite at john and his dragon was was pretty cool looking like that was well done i thought
0: yeah and we'll jump around but yeah that i wrote down that they look like fighting or mating snakes i don't know if you've ever seen that shit it's disgusting but they do like wrap themselves around and just like strike like that and i thought it was great and the the raking of the fucking claws on the the belly and they how kind of, like zoomed in on that, and that was fucking great. Uh, Brian, you were gonna say something about how dra- dragons are cool.
1: Uh, I forgot now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dragons are cool, right? Though.
1: Yeah. There you go. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, cringe moment for me. Um, here, Sansy, things aren't going well. Get into the crypts. Take this knife. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> and I said out loud. I said, don't say stick him with the pointy end. <laughs> do not say it. <laughs> sure enough, said it. Which I'm sure got gave somebody, uh, I don't know, goosebumps.
1: Yeah, and probably checked that somebody uh, completed their uh, check off list of repeated phrases or callbacks in the episode. I remember that. Hey, Did you guys
0: remember that? Uh, and then this is what I call, and this is something that happens, and I mentioned it before. Now begins the absurdly. Uh, excessive amount of close calls for yes. characters we like and that are always just about to any minute now okay they're definitely going to but no not really going to die and it's it's absurd and they just go to the well too many times and they include Jorah Jamie, Tormund and Sam and this Sam, is the initial Sam,
2: there's no way Sam should have survived this battle like <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm sorry come on there's so many times when Sam's like buried under a bot, like like a pile of zombies, and yet he lives. Like that's he should just be eaten. He should just be done, like baked clean. I think. Like, ugh, wow. I thought Brienne was dead at like in the very beginning because she was getting attacked yeah. pretty heavily, and I was like, okay, that's it for Brienne, and then she just keeps, I don't know, going. And it, uh, it I, it, I was really bothered by how much the characters just sort of continued to survive despite the fact that right. it seemed and like over and over
0: again, there should have been, I'm, I'm at glad. At least some one person, did, but, just one, yeah. one of, one of the characters we care about should have died. And that would have given me enough to say, Oh, they could all die. But yeah, nobody we cared about died. Not even Theon. I, I mean, he died a just death and that wasn't tragic. That was, it was kind of like, Hey, it's just like Jorah. It's like, okay, yeah. he got exactly what he want. That's not yeah. tragic.
2: Right. Yeah, it's just to fulfill their arcs. And I feel like the show has to shake free of that a little bit now. They should right. they should not check boxes in terms of like Theon redeemed, Jorah redeemed. They should, Especially here, they should kind of like go for some shocking deaths. And I think they had one. I think they had one shocking death. And it was because oh. it's a little girl.
0: <laughs> that's not shocking so once again we'll yeah, get yeah. to that but that is not shocking but let's talk about the first non-shocking death of a character we care about and love so much
1: <laughs> to, to, to say one one other thing on this topic though it seems like the, the crazy thing is that nobody of real import died and at the same time they're the only people that are alive right. like who else is still alive in the show? <laughs> exactly. i got those questions for have the an army, the show. It's
2: just like side characters and the main characters yeah. that's left <laughs>
0: I've got all sorts going- of questions about that. Yeah, like sure. who who are you going to take on Siri? Siri, uh, uh, <laughs> hey Siri, hey Cersei, uh, how are you going to fight, uh, you- uh, goddamn, uh, King's Landing when there's nobody alive? Uh frustrating. I don't but know. but yeah. Dolores, let's talk about Dolores dying. We we thought he would die. He died. Who cares? Um, Dolores said, besides like having like characters we care about cared about him i don't see why it even mattered at all any 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 emotion there
1: uh he he used to seem like a solid guy and he was always there i I didn't really care about him that much but uh uh, i wasn't happy to see him go especially because he was the last of that original crew with pip and grin and all those other people so i did have some connection to him but not a big deal
2: jeff i I don't care about him at all. I was yeah, kind of like, yeah, I didn't of course. Have
0: anything. You're I was own. like,
2: yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. Great. <laughs> right. And that seemed like was, a checkbox. It's on,
2: like, It's kind of honestly, honestly surprising that he's lived this long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair completely too. Completely honest. Uh,
0: yeah. And then more dragon stuff. Uh, the troops fall back. Uh, and yeah, Melisandra does some uh, amazing magic by setting some uh, logs on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. Can we talk about her? Can, I, can we just rant about her? How uh, She was supposed to be there as like a difference maker. And she made absolutely no difference unless you want to say, once again, a pep talk, which you could get a, uh, you know, 11th grade gym teacher in here and could probably give a similar coach, you know, go get him, Tiger.
1: Which, the that, fuck? And, and same with like Derry and he'd been brought back all these times just to be there to give the Hound a pep talk, who then saved Aria. Like, the, the supposed importance of these people and, and the Lord of the Light and all this stuff, it seems so trivial now because they just, you have to say something to her, and that's your role, and yeah. that's it. And then you're battling yeah. against the greatest for, evil force that's ever been or ever will be in this world, and it's just, you, the Lord of Light has plans for you. You have to, to give a motivational sentence, more or less, to this person. The Lord of Light wants you
0: to give and, them a compliment sandwich. Yeah.
2: Doesn't she believe in this prophecy of someone who's gonna like end the Night King or something? So is that supposed to be Arya? Oh god! And she, yeah. And she <laughs> thought it was like she thought it was Stannis. She thought yeah. it was John. What the now, fuck? And now it doesn't make any sense. Like, no. What's with this woman? It and, doesn't like, add I, up. I, oh, it, that drives me crazy. I love that character, I love how they introduced her in the second season. And I think yeah, that they no. completely She's screwed sick. up her character like majorly. I don't think they knew what to do with her, and they were just kind of like. Is she a villain? Is she not a villain? They were just running the gauntlet, and they were just like, well, you know, we, we can't forget about her, so let's just shoehorn her into this episode and have her light some stuff on fire, and then just have her die because... Yeah,
0: and let's talk about her death. She, she like Walter White, gets off too easy uh, for the atrocities that she's committed. Uh, I don't. I think it would have been better if Davos would have just murdered her uh, at the end. And, I mean, uh, you know, that's not cool on Davos' part, but... She shouldn't be like, okay, I get to die on my own terms after fulfilling my prophecy.
2: Why couldn't have she have been killed by like the zombies? Like, I don't yeah. understand like what's the what is their hesitation to like having the zombies be somewhat effective? Like, it's just very strange to me that
0: They're, Yeah, they, I guess they threw amounts of red shirts, like thousands and thousands of red shirts equal one character? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, so it, d- that her like not having any role and the lack of a clear Azora high, I guess that's just completely off the board at this point. It's completely done because I don't yeah. know why you need an Azora high to nope. defeat Cersei. Nope. So, like, this whole prophecy that underlied the entire story and who was supposed to save the world. It just it's down the shitter and we got yep. we're not gonna have any explanation. Unless
2: of unless it's Arya, but she that's not made clear. I mean she just sort of gives Arya a look and then gives her like a pep talk and that's it. So Yeah, and she that, doesn't
0: she doesn't have any sacrifice. That's the the whole like if you wanna boil down the Lord of Light or the uh you know, the Nisa Nisa prophecy, uh it involves like the murder or the sacrifice is something you care about a lot. She didn't sacrifice shit maybe her own innocence but then we're taking the metaphor to such an absurd extent you could you could argue
2: place. she sacrificed her own identity to an extent but like
0: she's come on. she's reclaiming it and that's so right. i don't think that's even possible
2: yeah, i agree
0: okay so yeah mel a waste uh there was an amazing camera let's just talk about how this was gorgeous there's like an amazing pan shot during the retreat where they're inside the gate of Winterfell, people are streaming in, and there's like a crane shot that goes up. You go over the people in the ramparts, and then you see the 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 Unsullied trying to basically just get eaten up alive, just slowly getting backed up. And then it just pans up to the sky for dragons. So, like, there were just some—the uh, production value uh, was pretty great. And albeit it was dark, but I don't know what people expected. I feel like the show's always been dark, especially at Winterfell. So um it didn't look I, it I don't think dark at times I but think I I didn't see why enough. people
2: what? I don't well I don't think there was enough of moments like that that gave you a sense of where everybody was and what was going on. And I think that the the too dark thing was more kind of like I I know why they do it. I know why they they do the quick cuts and the quick flashes of people running into each other, mix with the dark, mix with the flames to obscure everything. They're trying to show you how chaotic something like this is in, in like a full historical sense. Like this is what it would be like to sort of live through this where you don't, you're not even hundred percent sure what's going on all the time. And I think that that's effective to a degree, but as yeah. a viewer, I think after a while it starts to wear on you and you just lose your bearings and it disconnects you from what's happening. And I think the more they kind of do, Shots like that, where they're giving you a sense of what's happening, um, the better. And I think that's, again, something that the Battle of Harmheld really did well, and the Battle right. of the Bastards did really battle, well.
0: Yeah, exactly. You you kind of knew like the good guys were on the left, the bad guys are on the right, and they kind of like kept going back to that even when they spun you around. It still seemed like you had a, a sense of where you were in geography. Um, right. But uh, that was just an amazing shot that I, on second watch, I was like, wow, that is great uh let's see yeah melisandre the only thing about her lighting the fire for the trenches is like she has a moment where she questions her faith because the i feel like (laughs) the same dumb bullshit where it's just a movie contrivance cliche where it takes the last second to do it or you just really need to need it to happen for the magic to work which
1: i think they were just dabbling in cliche there yep try creating suspense Yep, I That's do love true. the moment yeah. where
2: the whites lay down on the flames to have like a, the body bridge through the flames. Like that was a yep. nice touch, I thought.
1: Yeah, especially because right before that, you kind of got a sense that things might be turning around to some extent for the living, right. but that right. That, right. that happens, and you're like, oh Jesus, what do you even do at this point? Well, like you said, going back to
0: just giving you a sense of where everybody is and what's going on, that was a little bit of a break, and it didn't last very long at all. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really the only one you got, you know. Yeah, and Arya
1: creeping around the uh, library. As oh well. yeah,
0: when everything was quiet for for some reason. Uh, I guess it's really soundproof in those uh, those halls. But <laughs> um but yeah, that was the moment of reprieve. Uh blah, 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 blah. what do I have here? We get more uh, night king on the dragon and the and the dragons in the sky. Come on. That, it, that was pretty fucking beautiful. The like the What's the shot in uh, was it the original Batman where the bad airplane goes up and just goes into the clouds for like a second and like syncs up perfectly with the moon? Um, It's just one of those kind of like I don't know, great shots of dragons just floating around being dumb. Um, That looked beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and then yeah. Then they said, uh, once the bodies on the fire start coming over and the corpses start going and then, uh, the man, the walls kind of thing, that whole section was great. Just fucking, um, terrific where they had the, they had like a great music sting where, um, they're just waiting for the corpses to start coming over the battlements and then they start doing and people just start kicking ass. Um, let's see. Aria comes out and is just a absolute badass, which was cool, and I think it was earned. Like all this, all this time, I'm okay with it. Uh, she's spinning around, uh, she breaks her staff in half, and she's killing people left and right. And that was fun. She does this thing where she, I don't know, does like a roll over the dudes to go downstairs. Yeah, I remember. That I like that
2: part. Yeah, yeah, that was cool.
0: All great. Um,
2: I liked and, it because it showed the sh- limitations. Like she was kicking ass, and then all of a sudden, like a shitload of them were coming up the stairs, and she was like, uh. And then yeah. she just kind of pulled that, and I was like, okay, good. She's not going to like kill every single one of these guys. Like, that's impossible.
0: You so. mean like every other character, like Jamie and Brienne, who just stand and right. play swinging their sword <laughs> all day fucking long and then or kill just, a million goddamn zombies while getting overwhelmed?
2: Have a pile of them on them and still manage to survive and yeah. like kill everybody. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> then know, what was. Hit... <laughs> what's,
2: what's, what's Davos doing half the time? I feel like I lose him a couple times. Yeah, he he, he
0: kind of he followed Melisandre around. He was on the ramparts and then he disappeared uh brian what were you saying
1: well she didn't use her magic weapon that she got from gendry either just like no she did i thought it was just a spear
0: that's that's what the magic weapon was that's what i'm saying like what what was the
2: she broke it in half i think she was yeah
0: that's that this the secret weapon is she was spinning it around as one staff and then she could break it into two parts it's like you know like darth maul
1: i guess i didn't really pick up on that
0: yeah well they didn't really because it wasn't that big of a deal even though they made it like a plot point for, mm-hmm. I guess her getting laid. Um, Leanna Mormon. hell yeah, brother! Great times. Uh, the giant comes in and immediately goes boop. <laughs> oh!
2: I, I love the noise that. she made. I was like, "Wow, is that her death?" That in a way, that would kind of
0: I love that. <laughs> Great shit. way to treat a fan favorite, just like <laughs> uh, ah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh but then she gets she gets killed and she gets her moment. And I thought, you know, that it it wasn't that tragic for me because Liana Mormont was more of an idea rather than a fucking fully-fledged character. Like she was the idea of like, you know, the girl in front of the charging bull, you know, this young female uh speaking truth to power, and she was a, a great badass, but they kept going to the well with her too much by continue she kept like yeah. speaking up in the small accounts too much and i'm like guys calm down with her she's she's cool just don't overuse her don't and over then they it, wanted this yeah. to be very emotional about this but i i when i knew she was one of these people i expected to die when somebody tells you hey go downstairs to be safe no i can fight okay you're gonna die right. I don't think that I,
2: I didn't have a strong emotional attachment to the character. I agree that they haven't really set her up as one other than this very broad type. I thought that her death was especially brutal, given yeah. her age and given yeah. you know, I mean, she gets crushed to death. That's pretty, it's
0: pretty horrific. It I mean, could have been worse. I, I mean, it's true. Yeah, this show no has doubt. killed I, has killed children and and babies kind of off screen uh, before. Like the burning of Shireen doesn't even come close to. This little oh, girl being absolutely. crushed. That's
2: that's the worst thing that they ever did. Like I, I can barely yeah. bear to think Watch about that. that. It's, I agree. it's Horrible. Ugh.
1: But yeah, yeah I, I you know, Doug, I was initially a big fan of Liana. I thought the, the first time it was hilarious. Second time it was pretty amusing, and then it just went downhill. So I didn't really have an emotional connection to this one because I kind of got sick of this character.
0: I agree, because she was one-dimensional. She wasn't really a character. Like I said, she was more like of an idea, and I feel like the idea was good, but they just didn't flesh her out. Um, yeah. And once again, I assumed that she was dead when I saw her suit up in armor uh, to fight the dead. I don't know. Right. All right. Uh, more beautiful dragon stuff. And then, yeah, Arya creeping. I like the reprieve for the audience, even though it wasn't like a reprieve for our characters. Um, assuming that Jamie and Brienne and Tormund... Uh, are just hacking away for like hours. Just I can't even... I can't even walk with like a backpack for two miles. And these guys are swinging swords for... I can't I can't deal with it. Okay, so Arya's creeping and uh, I liked it. I liked the... She's being as quiet as a mouse. She's she's using her like serial Pharrell training. Uh, I don't know how much they did that in the show. I'm having trouble. You know, it's been so long. Uh, but her thing was... Cyril Pharrell like charged her with being like as quiet as a cat, as fast as a deer, and she would like go around the castle, like sneaking around, and that's how she like ended up hearing uh Illyrio and Varys like scheming mm-hmm. in the, the basements. So I like that it was kind of like a callback, but it wasn't an in your face callback. You know what I mean? Unlike right. stick 'em with the pointy end. Remember? <sighs>
1: Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, too, the, I mean, the point of it was to show that she could sneak around and that she would be probably the only person or one of the very few people in this world that had the ability to approach the Night's nice King without um, him knowing.
2: And now that I think about it, they have John trying to sneak up on him. Right. And the Night king just turns around and looks at him and is just like, hey, come me, like, I, like, come at me, bro. Like doesn't come at me, bro thing.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that, but he wasn't sneaking. I was yes. thinking, like, keep keeps him quiet. He's like... <sighs> And I understand he <laughs> fell from a, a flying dragon, but come right. on, man, just yeah. be like, suck it up. I don't know.
2: Get some stealth boots.
0: Yeah. So the the Arya thing was cool. She's scampering around. Um, I, I liked it. It was a nice like break for us, or just a different kind of tension. Uh, I mean, I was glued to my TV, and on the, I literally was on the edge of my seat on my couch, uh, for the majority, if not all of this. Uh, so it was good. Uh, but then we get the crypt thing where they're down in the crypts and I, we didn't really talk about it before. There's like some Tyrion and Sansa foreplay going on, uh, which I liked. It was okay. Um, we had the thing about Missandei being upset that they're questioning Daenerys and I don't know. I'm sick of the whole, they didn't even need to bring that up. This like, uh, like Sansa's still obsessed with. Uh, Who's going to rule? What
2: about the North?
0: Yeah. I feel like we got plenty of that in the first two episodes. We didn't need any of that here. But yeah, they had this conversation about how it would never work, and you were the best of the pieces of shit I was forced to marry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. I enjoyed it, I guess. But once again, Tyrion's not really a character anymore. He just sits around saying stuff instead of doing anything uh, smart. Uh, But then, yeah, the Crips. People start coming out, and I felt this was a big wasted opportunity with the Crips. The Crips could have been terrifying, and I don't—I don't think it was shot well. Um, and you miss the big opportunity to bring back reanimated corpses of people we care about. So there yes. is that one point when they get back to the "come at me, bro" thing, and the Night King raises the dead. You see Leanna Stark get reanimated. You see Dollar's Head get reanimated, and you see like the Dothraki guy get reanimated. But none of our characters have to come face to face with these reanimated corpses, which is the whole. I-, I would think the whole point of having these reanimated corpses that we know about is it to shock the audience. That's one thing, but you got to shock the fucking characters in the in the show, right?
1: Yeah,
2: zombie movie staple is that the hardest thing that you have to kill is this, the person that you used to like care about who is now a zombie, and they they definitely drop the ball on that. I agree.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: and I also thought that uh, we we touched on it earlier, but nobody thought that there are dead bodies down there. I mean, just preposterous. We know that the Night King or Night King can raise the dead, but also, I mean, I can't think of anybody that we know of. It's only Starks down there, and who knows? I mean, are there any Starks that would even have muscle fiber left? Because I don't think that the show has shown that we can that the White Walkers can raise. Um, just like skeletons, you know. Uh, which they, I they, guess there that, were
0: skeletons that, in that uh, that were the children of the forest thing where Jojen died. There's that Ray Harryhausen yeah. kind of mm-hmm. scene, but yeah, right. It yeah, stretches the credulity just, as far as yes. what is a corpse and what is inanimate matter? Like, can you reanimate right. dust?
1: And they didn't have anyone down there that would help. There were no soldiers stationed with the. I mean, I guess maybe not because they might have thought it was safe, but still. Uh, I, I just didn't I, I didn't like the whole crypt thing Especially after they telegraphed it so hard last episode it was just stupid
0: I, And I don't mind them telegraphing it if it had a payoff And I feel like it just didn't have a payoff And right. like I said, the way it was shot like People just disappeared into the darkness a couple times It was hard to keep track of the geography Presumably there were women and children And they showed a few women getting killed But luckily they didn't show any children getting killed Which was nice Thank you You're not traumatizing me uh but yeah there was just a waste uh, i
1: uh, i will say though that when the uh there's that one scene where sansa can hear all the people dying outside which that was kind of yeah. terrifying but um that's about the only good part of the crypt stuff i thought
0: yeah and they're like let us in let us in Ah, i'm dead mm-hmm. well let's jump ahead to uh let's get rid of the crypts let's get just wrap it up when sansa and Tyrion are just hiding while all the crypts are coming to life, or all the dead people in the crypts are coming to life and killing everybody, Sansa pulls out a dagger, and I was like, "Holy shit! Are they going to kill each other or themselves? Are they going to do like a suicide pact, like a beautiful love suicide pact? No, they're just going to go hide somewhere else. Then maybe <laughs> go defend people. Like oh, if I they would have defied, I if thought, they, if, no, I
2: thought that that's, I thought that that's what they're going to do, or like was, suicide, the intention, right? Intention right? of that was." No, 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 to go defend people there. I thought they were gonna. literally looking at each other like saying we have to do something. The problem was they didn't show them doing that. Exactly, but, like, they didn't Tyrion do anything. Tyrion off somewhere, and then he's just holding the blade, and there's like some kids and women behind him, and that's it. And I thought that was a pretty weak sauce way to sort of handle all of that. And, and they
0: showed Tyrion uh-huh. fight several times. Uh, in the show, I remember they did the the Mountains of the Moon thing where they're trying to go to, uh, you know, Catelyn Stark has captured Tyrion and they're going to see your crazy ass sister and the idiot TikToker. And yes. Tyrion Sweet Robin, killed... Sweet Robin, he better come back in the last two episodes, I swear to god, three episodes. But anyway, um Tyrion like picks up a shield and a guy, he's knocked to the ground. He bashes his head in with like the like the sharp edge of a wooden uh shield. And it's kind of off-screen, but he's he's he fight. He charged at the Battle of the Blackwater. He should have been able yeah. to not be out there, maybe holding his own next to Jamie, who has one hand, uh, and still survives, which is preposterous. But he should still be able to, like, to f- like swing a sword for fuck's sake. I don't know. Or an axe. I don't know. I hate it. Low point of the episode for me. Agreed. <sighs> All right. So, uh, the hound, uh, gets motivated by Dondarrion Don Darien, after he sees Ari in trouble and they go after them and they're creeping along and they see Arya and Dondarian throws his magic sword uh to save Arya which i guess was his purpose plus they're running away and Dondarian uh gets stabbed like i'm going to say 200 times that's enough that's not as many as Jorah we'll get there uh but he gets stabbed 200 times and then he does he has his own hodor moment where he like stretches his arms back to block the dead <laughs> and also <laughs> strike I'm a Jesus pose
2: yeah, the Jesus pose is a little heavy-handed. I mean, handed, come I on, thought, that's
0: but. yeah, it's heavy-handed, it's over the <laughs> top, and I'm like, oh, this is this is insulting, and I'm not even religious.
2: I, I really like that character, and I—that's I, I, another one. I think that the show just has not figured out what to do with at all. They—they they just are like, well, this well, guy's cool, he's going an iPads, and he's—he's he's died a shitload of times. Like, uh, I don't know. I—I I think I like the actor a lot, and so I just enjoy him. And uh, I like it the was, voice. It was pretty useless.
0: Brian, anything to say about Dondarrion's, uh Yeah, I kind of death? said
1: what I wanted to say earlier, you know, that, it, that him being brought back to life all these times and he just has to be there to give the Hound the pep talk.
0: Yeah, and I guess take, that's take like it his, on the chin. The Lord he of takes the Light the chin. has
1: a, a purpose for you.
0: To save Arya, I guess. That's his thing.
1: Yeah.
2: What do you think... <laughs> um, let's, let's imagine this playing out in the series, the book series, where Dondarrion's long dead. And, like, it's, is this... Is there any possibility that this is where Martin thought the character of Lady Stoneheart was going? Like, just being this like, No way. Life? No way. And, it, and it kind of makes more sense. And I was thinking about this last night. It kind of makes more sense because it's his, her daughter. And, you know, you could see sort of her coming back to sacrifice herself for Arya. But but I agree. There's just no way that that's, there's a connection there. Like, it's just he had other plans for her. I mean, the the, whole vengeance thing. The whole vengeance thing that you talked about earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And there you go. There you go. The whole vengeance thing uh, is personified to the uh, nth degree with Lady Stoneheart, a reanimated corpse of Catelyn Stark, whose sole purpose is to punish and murder as many people that hurt her family as possible. That is her only... She's not even a person anymore. She's just motivated by that one force. So, obviously... uh, this is my uh, problem with Arya. She's not a good. She has to be redeemed, and she's not redeemed. She's a badass, but not redeemed. All right, uh, yeah. There's that reprieve brief where Melisandre's is sitting there waiting for. Her. She gives her the pep talk. So I did like the. What do we say to the God of Death? And Arya has the epiphany. Not today. Yeah, that's right. This is the God of Death in a way. Great. And I'm like, that's kind of fucking hokey, but that's okay. What I couldn't stand was. I told you you'd close a lot of eyes. Green eyes, brown eyes, purple eyes, orange eyes, (laughs) and blue eyes. The problem is they used the whole blue eye thing with Tormund two episodes ago, and I hated it then. I don't know what this thing was. They're they're going to that well as if it was fucking gold. Like, I see Dave. Did you get it, Dave,
2: That that the Ice King has, like, blue eyes? Get it? Get it?
0: And people and human beings. Like, I know a guy know. who has blue eyes. I got, he now lived down the street from eyes. me. He borrowed so
1: my lawnmower.
2: I agree. It's dumb.
1: Yeah. And they, that line, that original line, because um, it's called by, she said that before. Yeah. That line was from, that line was from b- before apparently D and D decided that she was going to be the one that kills the, the night King. So they don't even get credit for some amazing writing where they did several years ago. They had that line regardless of uh, before they even d- thought of her as being the one who would kill the night King. So right, stupid.
0: Yep. Just overall done. So yeah, uh full on dragon fight. I wrote how awesome it was. We talked about that. It looked like fighting snakes. Uh, you know, and then the, the one dragon gets half its face bitten off, which is fucking awesome. And that, and I like how it's still alive and causing havoc later in the show. Once again, I didn't like, uh, you know, whatever, we'll get to that. But I did like how half its face is ripped off and it's trying to breathe fire and bright fires leaking out of like its neck and shit. It's great. Uh, the dragon stuff was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, John falls off, tries to get the Night King, Night King sees him coming, does the Drew, uh, everybody rise up, raise the roof thing, and oh, before this, uh, Danny tries to burn him and doesn't work, but that's fine. But what I didn't like is the Night King then looks up and smirks as if he has like a sense of humor, so it makes you wonder, are there White Walker stand-ups? <laughs>
1: it did not make me wonder that. You're incorrect on that what but
0: like for him to show emotion now, like why? I don't know. It seemed dumb. It seemed like a I don't know, it took me out of it. That's fair. Uh, Alright, so okay, moving on. She goes away after he throws like a thing at her. Uh John lands, presumably Rhaegal's dead, but he's not. Uh I looked at the uh uh previews for next week and there's definitely a green dragon that Danny's talking to uh so danny's so john's dragon is fine even though got some ouchies and dropped john off and yeah he limps along tries to get to the night king can't get to him because night king uh has everybody wake up and then danny comes over and lights everybody on fire uh and john's like i gotta go get bran she's like okay i'm just gonna sit here on the ground with my dragon yeah uh, like a fucking fuck was idiot she thinking <laughs> Why?
2: What? That was the part where I was like, "Come on, like that's just," and it didn't even pay off with anything. The dragon just takes off with a whole bunch of zombie corpses on it. So, so but Jeff, lives, right? Like, yes, the the,
0: the the dragon lives. But this this comes back to this is so. Once again, this is how I I think of it. They neuter the two main characters and they may, they render them impotent. And this is the first way they do it with Danny. Danny is nothing without a dragon. They get rid of her dragon. That's all this was about. Taking Danny out of the fight. Making oh,
2: it's her more about it's more about Jora it's giving Jora something to do
0: I no it's it's more about Danny because like if you're thinking about azora high we're all thinking that uh, you know Danny has woken uh dragons from stone, an azora high thing, right yeah anyway yes. she's born amongst salt and smoke. she should be a big hero. John should be a big hero. they take them both out. Uh, they take John out by having him cornered by the ice dragon, which I didn't like, but whatever. So they're taking away the two big characters, and that's all that this was, is making it so that Danny couldn't be useful in the end game. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Is what I wrote twice. Oh yeah, fifteen White Walkers now enter the the halls of Winterfell, and who fucking cares? Useless. Good thing they had all that Valerian steel. It wasn't like they could have just used Dragon Glass. <sighs> Fucking
1: a. Um, yeah, the inconsistency of Dragon Glass and what it did throughout the show, the series has really bothered me. I, I, I just don't understand. And you know, they did they did a bunch of stuff too. Like they, you know, they had the, I think they're called Caltrops. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah. Didn't they put like uh, Dragon Glass on on those?
0: Yeah, and on the battlements and there was like a couple shots where like they'd touch them and they like broke apart, but it was really inconsistent. Yeah. And another yeah. thing, uh some of the white walkers or not white walkers, the zombies in the past like not only are they able to be killed by fire, but they they seemed like they were highly flammable at some point. I seem to recall that. I mean, not yes. just little no umber. Question. The little boy umber definitely was, right?
1: Yes, and the, no they have they've gone up like uh Roman candles whenever they've been hit, which is another thing of why why wasn't didn't every single person have flaming dragon glass and how are they able that. to
0: make a bridge out of corpses if their corpses catch on
1: fire so easily? Yeah, that's another good point too, but I mean just that I, I don't know why he, i mean we even saw the Battle of the bastards when, when Ramsey led his um his artillery fire their their arrows. Why was that not going on constantly throughout the episode? Ties back into the just terrible strategy. Made no sense when you actually spend time thinking about what they yeah. were doing.
0: And he can't do that. Just don't do that.
1: Right. All right. So yeah,
0: there's a. I wrote. Uh, Jorah protects Danny from getting killed by and uh, kills approximately one million zombies while getting stabbed approximately five hundred thousand times. Um, and but that's where they there for the rest of the episode. That's what's going on there. Um, yeah, and then we get John's Battle of the Bastards 2 moment where... Remember the Battle of the Bastards where they follow John with, like, a single camera shot and, like, all sorts of crazy shit happened where, like, horses were rode by him and he stabbed people, uh, and it was just this amazing long shot. Yeah, they, also,
1: they had one of those in Hardhome, too. Not quite as long, but a tracking shot where they just... I think it's called a tracking shot, I don't know, they just followed him around through the battle. Jeff, is it
0: called a tracking shot? It is
2: called a tracking shot.
1: <laughs> yes! <laughs> Nailed it. Thank God. But yeah, they followed
0: him around, and that shit was great. I, I liked all the the zombies falling, like, fucking rain, and then, like, buildings collapsing, and him yeah, killing a few guys. He goes by Sam, and he's just like, Sam's like, ah! Ah! I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! And John's like, I can't help you, buddy, I gotta keep going, <laughs> which I liked. You're dead. <laughs> Uh, he was like (laughs) Sam you're still alive what the
1: fuck it just keeps moving Sam is on the ground doing like a death roll (laughs) 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 it's
2: really weird like I said there's no way Sam should be alive like that's preposterous alright and then uh, yeah well wait a minute can I ask a question Um, because I think this happens earlier in the episode what's up with Bronn and the whole like warging with Raven's thing
0: Oh, no, you mean Bran being completely worthless? Okay, so yeah. Yes. So there's this moment in the Godswood with Theon, and and Theon's like, what does he say to like what did, he says, you're home, which isn't enough for Theon's redemption. He has to say, you're a good man later, I guess. But he's like, everything you did, like once again, Bran is just forgiving everybody. He's in a twelve step program. He's forgiven everybody. Um and he says, you know, everything you did. When Theon tries to apologize for like taking his castle and, you know, whatever, burning it and all the shit. Um, uh, his apology ends up with the brand going, you know, hey, it's no big deal, bro. I got over it. You're here, you're home now. I'm gonna go be worthless for the rest of the episode. <laughs> what does brand fucking do? Somebody tell me what does brand do that is fucking worthwhile besides remember shit? Because I gotta tell you what, who gives a fuck that you remember shit? If the last three-eyed Raven remembered shit, but didn't share his knowledge with fucking anybody else, all he did was sit in a fucking hole in the ground. What good yeah. is the three-eyed really, Raven? Eat a I dick. I was
2: intrigued by this idea that if like the Night King kills Bran, like all of existence ceases to exist. Not that I wanted him to do that necessarily. Although, what, like, what are the next three episodes just like static? If he does that, like, cool. Um, but I I've just.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't they never really the HBO have the HVL symbol comes out of static?
2: Oh and then it. right back to static. That's yeah, that's it. On a loop. But hey, they that wouldn't really be bad had, writing for D. <laughs> they've never established what the hell is so special about this 3 eyed Raven character. I mean they they've hinted at it, but in the overall narrative, he's just this like masterful like magical creature. And I don't understand why we're supposed to care. Like he's like
0: an oracle of Delphi, right? Like the oracle of Delphi can tell you shit, but it doesn't do anything, right?
2: I guess I, don't, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I, that, that character bothers me. It just bothers me because it feels like they don't know what. To, again, it's another one where they don't know what to do. They feel narratively trapped. So, and to, as a show of that, they'll just have him. You know, mind meld with ravens for forty minutes, and then tell Theon give Theon a good death pep talk, and get saved by Arya. He's a, he's yeah. a device. He's a plot device.
0: Yeah, he's not um, a character. Once again, he's just why, like a, here's here's a question. Why do people believe him?
2: Like wh- he's like the Night King wants to kill me, and if he does, all existence would die. And Jon's like, cool, let's protect him with dragons. Why is not anybody looking at this kid going like this kid's fucked up? Like he's like seriously why are they just like buying into everything he
0: says we talked about that in the last podcast i think or the podcast before brian where where we were he's like speaking up in these small council meetings and he's just saying weird shit people look at him and then they go about their business
1: he's he's roasting people yeah (laughs) he's actually kind of hilarious but i don't know it i i really like to know what the fuck um his his what is he i mean unless the story is so simple that he is the world's memory, and the Night King just wants to kill him because he's the world's memory, and that's how he wipes out people. <laughs> and, I mean, that looks like it's it. Are you listening I, to yourself? Yeah. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> well, it's stupid,
0: yeah, but
1: – That's and what Brian, we're left to believe right now. Uh, yes, Brian you're right. write it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that one's really frustrating. I don't know uh, – because, you know, we were also told that there was going to be some greater story to the motivations behind the White Walkers, and I guess it is just as simple as, uh, they oh, they want to God, kill mankind. No, you, yeah, know what
0: it, you know what it's as simple as? There's a prequel series that deals with that shit, so they don't want to give it up now. They want you to come back. And I got news for you that's going to fail. Like, I'll watch it, but it's not going to be good. Like, there's no way... Like uh, an entire prequel series based on nothing Martin has written besides some more notes? There's no way it's going to be any good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, one of the prequels is supposed to be about the, the Zora High, which they completely abandoned in this episode. So I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Other than just D&D or just, are they stupid? Or they don't care or what? I mean, what would lead them to they think this is a good idea? I don't know
0: i don't know i would i would have uh, i don't know backed up the truck for martin and said listen help us get us out of this <laughs> i don't know make it somewhat yeah. wild well anyway okay so the end of it yeah theon gets redeemed again even though john kind of forgave him on uh Dragonstone. and even though sansa kind of gave him a hug and said you know thank you uh but he gets an apology or you're a good man from brand goes and does a dumb charge dies that's fine felt nothing who cares John, uh once again, Jorah dies, felt nothing. They both went out on well, their own terms.
1: Let, let, let's back up there. Theon's death, I I think the manner of his death uh, wiped out some of the emotional resonance of it. Because obviously if he just charges at the Night's King, he's going to get killed. I mean, it's really a really stupid way to die. So instead of defaying, he went on this attack that obviously would have no chance of success. It was a suicide run. It was a yeah, suicide. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It I wasn't wait. defense. It was act right. of death. Right.
0: If he would have just stand it, they there, also, and said, "Come get some."
1: <laughs> and they, they once again know that. Uh, it, again, frustration. I didn't have any ranged weapon left, um, and they also know that that dragon glass could kill the Night king. So I don't know why he wouldn't have at least saved one. Like anyone with half a brain that was in that position. I mean, why wouldn't the people who were tasked with saving Brand? why wouldn't they have the 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 weapons to have the dragon glass
2: right what happened there was that we were gonna get misdirected into thinking that theon was gonna going to get killed but actually wasn't going to get killed he was going to be the distraction giving Arya the opportunity to stab the night king once that would have been better but they completely didn't go that route at all so i i it mystifies me too i think that they were just sort of like we got nothing left for this character um you know, redemption arc, redemption arc, redemption arc, and that was that. And it was, it was weak sauce, I think. Um, yeah, I don't even think his death was particularly memorable. I think the Night King's pulled that move before—the snapping the sword and like stabbing with the shard—like that. I don't know. It was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's over. Yeah.
0: Do you think? I mean, could it, it could have been more traumatic? Maybe. I did like how it was at least long. Like Theon was looking up at him and just slowly bleeding out. I guess, but it could have been more traumatic It didn't seem i don't know didn't seem special which is sad uh, no not at all so then we get the uh uh what do they call uh the gratis <laughs> the coup de gratis oh jesus let's try that again cup de grass yeah now then we have the horde de gras of the whole show and it's wolverine jumping in and then uh Gonna stab the guy, gets caught in the neck, and then drops the knife, and then stabs him in the gut, and then everybody blows up, and everybody wins. Uh, except for the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dudes that weren't main characters. Uh, Yeah. So everybody lives that we care about, except for Theon. Um, And then Melisandre goes, walks away, and takes off her jewelry, and falls dead. Uh, as the sun comes up, and presumably spring starts now?
1: yeah i guess Maybe. yeah <laughs> i don't know
2: I really that. think that the whole like kill the night king kill everybody thing is kind of a big cheat too like i yeah, i yeah. get that they kind of wrote themselves into a corner by having this unstoppable white army and they were like uh well how are we gonna do with that and so they just kind of said like kill the boss and you kill the mini bosses too or something but it but seems this guy has of-
0: been a problem for thousands of tens of thousands of years I, I don't know. Right. Like this is an ancient thing, and no one thought to just jump out of nowhere, <laughs> <and> stab <laughs> him in the gut. And I would have
2: loved if it, if that wasn't the case. Like they have this theory that that's how they kill him, and they do kill him. And maybe they they kill the the other White Walkers, but they but the whites are still around at least, or just something something that I don't know, something different, something unexpected. Um, is it
0: possible? Been. By the end of the series, in some way, and this is just me trying to make it all make sense, which probably won't because we've seen because what we've seen before. Is there some way there could be a new Night King that gets created by the last two three episodes of conflict that we have going on? I don't think so.
2: There is another there is another zombie on this show. There is. And I, I wonder if that's sort
0: of what they're setting up with that slightly. Um I don't know. Uh, and there was that thing with Kyburn where Kyburn was very horny when he saw the reanimated corpse hand and he picked it up and he's like, how is this happening? Right. This is better than my science.
2: you right. Exactly. So they played with that a little bit. But I don't trust these guys to be smart enough to do anything with that, right. especially not in any compelling sense. Like if if it, anything, it'll just be dumb, I think, because I don't trust them. So.
1: Right, yeah, so I, I think this might. Yeah, yeah it, it, which is very frustrating because I really did believe that we were going to get a better explanation for the White Walkers. Um, I mean, they're the just going forever. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that the, you know the the children of the force created them to kill men, so it's as simple as they just try to kill all men, and that that's is it. so
0: dissatisfying. That is just it really that's is. utterly dissatisfying. That it is what it is.
1: Yeah, for the most part.
2: It's also the question of why now. Like, why are they attacking now? What yeah, is it that's not explained? Now? Yeah. Um, uh,
1: this, but may, they've built, well, I mean, one explanation would be that they've been able to rebuild their army because at some point they were at least defeated to the point where they felt the need to uh, retreat, obviously. Okay, uh, and okay. then, also, yeah, sure. okay. then also, another explanation is that they. Um, they uh they are only have power in times where magic is prevalent for whatever reason, and this is one of those times as evidenced by the dragons. But no, it's evidence of by those the
0: fucking f- comet. Because the drag once yeah. again, people always point to the goddamn dragons, and I will fight anybody like in the street uh with like, I don't know, wiffle ball bats. Oh, on site, yes. <laughs> no questions asked. People <laughs> always say it's because dragons came back in the world. Listen, there was magical shit going on before the dragons, like the White Walkers appeared episode one. Put it on your calendars before the dragon showed up, before the dragon heads were dire even introduced. Direwolves. Dire yeah, no yeah. one had seen a direwolf in you a thousand know. years. What happened to Ghost? Like, yeah, Oh yeah, he just went out on that charge and presumably he's... <laughs> That's it? Alive? Yeah. Uh, he's in the
1: preview for the next episode, so he's still alive. He is? Yes. Oh, there you That's, go. Okay. Great.
2: They just... Couldn't they couldn't have the effect for him? I guess the whole episode.
0: Jesus Christ! Ugh. Oh yeah. So uh, it's it's really frustrating because if we're just done with the storyline and we're going to get no further explanations, because guess what? We don't really need them if the problem is solved. That's that's the fucking issue. If the problem is solved, we don't need to know anything more about the White Walkers and the history and how they change. Uh, you know, yeah. It's just it's just as simple as. Well, they were a weapon that got out of control and they just woke up. I don't know.
2: I mean, and the other thing is they're an allegory for, for, um, you know, mankind kind of ignoring its own destruction. Right. 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 Absolutely. Whether that is
0: literal climate change or not, whether it's just more,
2: I mean, you can make the argument that it is. It doesn't really matter.
0: It doesn't have to be right.
2: But that's, that's, that's what they represent. And so the message that this tells you is just that you can stab that in the back. You can sneak up on it and stab it in the yep. back. And it's just, it's so narratively unsatisfying. It's just yep. so, so lacking any complexity. And it kind of makes the whole series feel very overblown. It feels like this Absolutely. huge sort of testament to something that could have been done and with far less time, and with far less sort of attention and bombast.
0: And after um, the special effects have ceased to be spectacular in five, six, seven, ten years. It'll just be another lost. You know what I mean? It'll be in you know, a show that people were just really into at the time. Don't bother watching it, grandkid. Watch whatever's going right. on. Avengers.
2: At 10. least, I mean, at least it makes uh, I think a little bit more narrative sense than Lost <laughs> ultimately did. But,
0: yes, but I'm just uh, but you I get the you comparison. get my you get my yeah. meaning. I do.
2: I do. Yes.
0: Okay, so this is over. Uh, any more thoughts? Rants about this episode before we talk about where the fuck they're going to go next. Let's, and then we'll just get out of here.
2: I think it's they shot themselves in the foot by having one of the stronger episodes right before this episode.
0: I would agree that with you 100%. 100%. That last
2: episode was really solid. The character moments were sincere and well done. And, you know, there were a few issues here and there. But, like, it, it almost backfired because everybody, I think, was really psyched to sort of have the show back and be at its best. And then they went into this one, I know I did, with, like, higher expectations than I probably would have had otherwise. And Right. Yeah. That.
0: If we just went from episode one to this episode, I wouldn't have been as disappointed, I don't think. Uh, but these guys proved, and, like, everything that happened last episode, maybe Brienne gets knighted in the books by Jamie. That's great. But the fact that they could pull it off uh, and have, I don't know, such power just really frustrates me because I feel like Dave and Dan or whoever does the show i don't i'm sure we put way too much blame and praise on them um they just they prove that they can make good tv compelling tv like stuff i want to watch and characters that have conversations i want to hear about and have these payoff moments that aren't fan service well maybe they are fan service but i think we talked about this the best possible fan service when things pay off like that um and it is just frustrating
1: All right, where do we go? Yeah, frustrating to me. I I just all of the supposed. um, It's just it's boiled down to what's on the surface at this point, and it doesn't seem like there's anything to it, um, which is very frustrating because I think they were even hinting or alluding to the fact that they had these the stories that were going to underlie the mythology, and it's clear that they just don't either that or it's going to be shoehorned in after the fact and it's going to be really stupid because if next week we have a whole scene with Brain explaining where he was going or what he was doing the entire time or what the actual story behind the prints that was promised if those are just there next week I don't think they're going to make a lot of sense or look like they just kind of shoehorned something in so really uh, disappointed that the, the, the depth I thought was going to be there just is not going to be there
0: I think that sums it up um Mm -hmm. so obviously we have to take on next we're gonna fight to take out cersei because she's really bad but then again i'm like why number one why number two why don't we why do we have to do this right away number three we don't have an army and if we do have an army i'm gonna be even more upset because where the fuck were they I, I don't know. All these
1: questions. Yeah, I mean, we could see uh, we could see the Crannog men, but I doubt we will. We could see uh, Yara return, but I don't think we'll, uh, Edmure and the River Run gang may be there. Um, possible that there are still some amount of troops left in Highgarden and Dorne. We know I there's guess. troops in Dorne. The troops in yeah. Dorne just never got so, exposed to anything. I, I don't know. I mean, so that. That would be the explanation
2: for where they might find people. I don't think they're going to go back to Doran. I think that the Doran storyline was like something they regret even dealing with. Um,
1: It was bad. Yeah. And it it was was made worse by saying,
0: uh, let's wrap it up and just never talk about it again.
2: Are there there women still down in the basement just hanging out and watching? watching, Want to die or whatever? Like how that end up? Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So as I said, there it looks like Rhaegal lives because I, I saw the I like pause the next week on because it seemed like the dragon that Dan- unless they did like some CGI bullshit to it. Uh it seemed like the dragon that uh, Danny was like petting almost like cautiously and in wonder, uh had green scales, so that's not Drogon. So that means they have two dragons and I don't care how many like uh what are they called? Big crossbows that Kyburn Q- came up with. Scorpions. Sure. Or ballistas. Uh, you know what you do is you go up really high and then you come down really fast and then you set the entire Red Keep on fire and then you get out of there. Uh, I think with two dragons, I don't see how Cersei wins. I'm sure they're going to pull some dumb shit where they're trying to even the scales or there's going to be like backstabbing. This is where we get the Tyrion or the Varys or the Jamie betrayal. Uh, probably not Jamie, but I feel like we're going to devolve back into the political... Um, backstabbing bullshit. I do like Brian your idea of I don't know if it was you or Jeff when you guys said uh, setting up Danny to like not wanting to give she's she gets obsessed with taking the iron throne to the detriment of the people she serves and gets obsessed with it. Like I a really Captain think Ahab. if they
2: if they do that, that could be very interesting. Um, and they have there has been like slight pushes of that for sure, especially lately. But I don't think that they're committed to it. I, I think that. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I feel like Danny's a little bit um, has potential to be the real villain, um, which I I find really interesting. I think that's a really, that would be a really interesting choice. But I don't think they'll commit to that. I think that she'll. I think the show's going to end with her sitting on the throne, which is probably the most boring kind of safest thing that they can do. Maybe I John. St- I don't know.
0: I still like the idea of Sansa and Tyrion raising Jamie and Cersei's uh, baby and Cersei, Jamie, Danny, john they're all dead. And it's just yeah. Tyrion and Sansa on the throne, raising um, and lying about the parentage of Jamie's baby.
1: Did we yeah. talk about yeah. uh, a Westeros-Mauri Povich show where Euron is on there? He's <laughs> yes, not the didn't. father?
0: We didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought we did.
2: Pretty good. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, I mean, <laughs> the show is the last shot of the show. Someone sitting on the Iron Throne. I yes hope no? it isn't.
0: I I went on a rant when like all like, the promo show is all the promo stuff is like, uh, and I like my aunt sent or aunt in law sent me an article from like I don't know the New York Times or Time Magazine or some like established publication. Who's gonna sit the Iron Throne? And I'm like, are you still asking this awful right. question? You're right. you're missing the point of the story. Even if and maybe yeah. it's not the point of the show.
1: But I don't think you – so I, the show is either – it's a show about a Game of Thrones and the the undead are the problem, or it's a show about the undead and the, the Game of Thrones is the problem. And I think that we had all thought that it was the, four or the latter, and it turns out it's actually the former. So the people were asking the question of who ends up on the Iron Throne – are probably asking the right question because it's clear that...
2: For the show, yes. Yeah, Certainly, I mean,
1: yeah. It, it appears now that all the White Walker stuff was just a means of uh, a means of crippling Danny's army because otherwise, I don't know how much real impact it has on what the resolution of the show is. If but there's that's no a narrative problem.
2: function other than that. Yeah, yeah the I, the I only, agree the, it's a problem. The, yeah. only,
0: the only way that pays off narratively is to say human beings will never learn and they're doomed to... Destroy themselves, not by ignoring external factors, but killing each other over squabbling bullshit for the rest of time immemorial. Like, they're always going to fight these stupid wars amongst themselves. Which, who cares? Like, great. uh, We survive, but we're going to fight each other and kill each other forever. So we don't need a mythical, uh, external, natural disaster to kill us. We'll kill each other. Is that what it's saying? Because, I mean... The the King's Landing is going to burn. We saw it at... Well, I don't know. Fuck it. They have, they've had the uh, prophecy where she goes to the House of the Undying, and she sees King's Landing, and she goes to the Iron Throne, and it's just covered in either snow or ash. The roof's gone, uh, and it just looks like the whole place has been decimated, meaning that either she's going to light entirety of King's Landing on fire, or Cersei's going to blow up more dragon fire uh, and kill everybody like the Mad King does. Either way, I, I I just don't I don't know what the story's trying to say right now. I don't, I don't either. know. Whatever it's trying to say, <laughs> I don't think I'm into it. Yeah. All right, fine. Fuck it. Great, <laughs> great episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I never know how to end these episodes. So let's uh, let's go ahead and rate the show. Give me a rating, Jeff. You know how it works. Ten point scale, point five increments, zero to five. Ugh.
2: Oh, God, this is tough. Um,
0: six point five? No, uh, no, no, no. It's it's a fi- zero to five point five increments.
2: It said ten point scale, but you said yes,
0: God, five, it's very simple. Increments. It's so
2: simple. All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, Brian.
1: Uh, if you can suspend disbelief and not actually pay attention to all that's being abandoned in terms of the story and years of of buildup, then I think it's probably close to three and a half to four in terms of the action. But if you think about it critically, yeah, the the military tactics, all of the stuff that we're just completely throwing in the trash um, through this, and it's probably more like a one and a half or two. Yeah,
2: that's why I kind of split the difference because yeah, yeah. So
0: what's your answer for you personally?
1: i just told you oh I, i'm frustrated i i'm more invested in the story than uh the spectacle i think so. so you want to give it a one two what are you doing i think a one and a half two yeah yeah I, it's I'm fun to say... watch but it's just so frustrating just throwing all these different things in the trash that i was excited to see what the real purpose behind the white walkers was and i was excited i thought Bran was going to do something interesting i than then sit in a fucking chair for an hour and a half i mean <laughs> shut so, his eyes yeah <laughs>
2: talk to birds
0: but he's so important he's such an important object god damn he's the um member. yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a uh i guess a two um I, oh, wow. how am i the highest oh my god
2: i should redo my grade. i was gonna
0: give it a 2.5 but uh just and that's so a milk toast. but i feel like there's a slight possibility they could redeem this episode thematically with the last three episodes but after talking about it again, I don't think that's likely, so... I don't either. Me neither. Yikes. What a downer. Yeah. Well, at least we we had those uh, Game of Thrones themed Oreos, so that's good. Jeez. What did they taste like? Uh, Are they you know white what? walkers? They were... It was weird because they weren't quite double stuff, but they were more uh, of the white stuff than normal, so... yeah. Like winter is coming inside (laughs) winter was (laughs) definitely coming (laughs) all Uh, over the cookies okay guys we will see you next tuesday uh jeff before we get out of here tell us what's going on with greater boston
2: we just finished our third season um we'll probably be taking like a very extended hiatus because we're very tired and need to break Um, but season three is out you can go listen to all 14 episodes and the previous two seasons if you're so inclined
0: they're not behind a paywall or anything
2: Nothing's behind a paywall. Jeff, Except for it, some bonus shit on our Patreon. But Patreon, I was going to ask. So is there. it
0: Patreon.com yeah. slash?
2: Patreon.com backslash Greater Boston.
1: Jeff, did Doug ever tell you that um, I joked about creating a Chris Hardwick style breaking Greater Boston show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. I would be so invested on that. You could. I'd be on all the time. <laughs> Brian, I can't wait for your up. triumphant yes. return
0: after getting accused of uh, horrible, horrible emotional and sexual abuse of <laughs> yes. your girlfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, God. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, uh, and we will see you next Tuesday. Take care. Bye-bye.